Welcome to Answer the Call, the podcast that helps Christians discern their callings, then practically land a job that's aligned with it. I'm your host, Kelsey Kemp, an ex-tech consultant, multi-time founder, TEDx speaker, and career coach over at thecalledcareer.com. We don't skim the surface around here. I know what it's like to feel stuck in a career path that just wasn't for me. So that's why since 2018, I've devoted myself to being here with you, sharing everything I know from helping hundreds of professionals make meaningful career pivots of their own. Anywhere from New York to New Zealand, lawyers to high school teachers, 21 to 65 years old. Now it's time for your story. Here at Answer the Call, you'll see weekly episodes on faith, mindset, clarifying your calling, top job search strategies, and even a few lessons on entrepreneurship for those of you who feel called to start a business. Enjoy today's episode, and if you would, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe at the end. Cheering you on, always. Let's go. so excited for you to meet Alex today. Before I jump into that episode, I have to admit something really embarrassing. I have actually been very behind on publishing some interviews that we did a while ago. In this case, Alex kindly, oh gosh, this is embarrassing, but here we go. Alex kindly sat down with me for this interview last June. So that's a year ago. And since then, I mentioned all this because I want to share some even more incredible news. Since then, uh, six months after that, he actually got snatched up by another company in an even more dream situation. And I'm really excited for him to tell you more about how he leveraged the exact same process that we worked together to land that even bigger level up in his career. But it's still so amazing to see that initial uh, step that made this career pivot official for him from videography to customer success management or sorry, client success management kind of interchangeable in tech. So this is going to be such an encouraging interview for those of you who have also dreamed of making a pivot, but feel like people aren't going to give you a chance or um, your qualifications don't add up. But if you are really tapping into what am I truly gifted at and feel called to? What do I have endless amounts of energy to just get better at and perform exceptionally well in? You can do it. And I am really excited for Alex to tell you that himself through his own example. Here we go. Let's dive in. Alex, Got it. I am Hello. so grateful the day has come. We get to talk about your crazy, and when I say crazy, I mean crazy, it career was. change mm-hmm. and how you have made it through. Kirsten, my sister, I think everybody listening knows that, was telling me over lunch, she's like, I think career coach is too formal of a term. I think you're a career doula. And I feel like the process we went through together, it was it was like a rebirth. Yeah. I mean, watching my wife give birth and seeing what doulas do, I definitely think you could claim that title. Okay. Okay. Well, um, let's give a little flash into what you're doing now, and then we'll go into the backstory. So tell us, yeah, what is this position you now hold? Yeah. So I am, so technically I'm a customer success manager. However, my internal and to my client's title 
uh, is video strategist. So basically I work for a startup called ClearMix and they are a virtual remote video production company that specializes in creating videos for people and corporations alike, um, all virtually. So we send a studio in the kit or a studio in the box, excuse me, to clients. They set it up. It's a 4K webcam. It's a ring light. It's a mic, which is all what I'm using right now, which is why I look and sound so magnificent. Yeah, and I was wondering because I was like this glow up from our last. Oh yeah, call. I got this beautiful ring light going. Like my setup is legit. Um, so anyways, after they get that product, uh, they jump on a call with our studio or excuse me, our uh, producers and our producers interview them. Basically how you're interviewing me now. Then all of that goes up to a cloud. Our editors bring it down. They edit it, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's it produces some fantastic videos, like truly fantastic videos. So basically I'm the point person for clients to be able to um, have all of their video needs met, to make sure that I'm here to strategize for them, to advocate for them, and to basically be the point person for any communication threads that need to be exchanged between them and the various aspects of our company. What a beautiful explanation. And let now we get to, that's the now, but what's the before picture? Where were you before we started working together? And what were some of the challenges you were facing in your yeah. job search? Yeah, so I, before I, I got my dream job, which is ClearMix, uh, I was working for a Christian nonprofit called Operation Mobilization. And I was one of their client managers slash video production people. And, um, you know, it was great. I worked there for seven years. Um, the first three years were filled with travel. So I got to go to over 45 countries. I got to be a part of over 90, like small, short documentary type videos that touched uh, everything from anti-human trafficking initiatives to refugee aid, to clean water initiatives, to education initiatives, to evangelism, you name it. And I loved it. And it was a lot of fun. And I was like newly married. I had no kids. So the adventure was just out of, out of this world. And then uh, COVID hit, obviously. <laughs> and all that travel went out the window. And then my wife and I became foster parents and also had a biological child. And so travel was just not in the realm of possibility for my life anymore. So I started becoming a full-time client manager and editor with a heavy emphasis on the editing. And I just got super burnt out and got super tired of the every day in and out staring in front of my computer editing videos. And that just wasn't originally why I joined the organization. And um, I love the aspect of interacting with my clients and with the, the people that we serve with our video, but the actual video creation just got old. Um, it also didn't help that it was like a self-funded job. So my salary was $27,000 a year, all from <laughs> and organizations and churches and anybody else that wanted to donate to little old me and, and my salary. Uh, so thank God my wife is a corporate recruiter and makes all the money because I don't know how we would have survived off of $27,000 for six years straight. Um, and to be frank, not to sound like a money grubbing, hungry, greedy person, but I was so sick and tired of feeling undervalued and 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 not belittled because that seems like the company was doing something to me but I kind of belittled myself for making such little money after I watched all my friends and colleagues like slowly move up in their careers slowly make more and more monies I mean all of my friends started breaking six figures like a year ago and I was over here being like oh god this is really awkward uh and I definitely don't re regret my time uh, at OM I think it was amazing you know it taught me a lot about my faith it taught me a lot about my personal 
internal professional workings and um, the fact that I got to leave that job and get my new dream current job uh, for $80,000 a year was such a financial blessing and relief because we just found out that uh, my wife is pregnant again, (laughs) which I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Yeah, you could put it on. I don't care. No one knows her. Yeah, she's pregnant again. She's like in the first trimester. She's pregnant again. Um, and then we're also looking down um, the scope of adopting two of the three foster kids that we have. So my family's going to get freaking huge and really expensive really fast. So the fact that I was able to make that jump now is a godsend um, because all that money and all that raise that I made is literally going towards childcare, hospital bills, a bigger house, educational and college funds for the kids. Yeah. So I came, yeah. So it was great. It was really, really awesome. <laughs> I I know that all of us are just cheering over here for you because that is so crazy. Wait, can you hear me? Okay. I can hear I you. Now. you. Okay, great. Great. Um, but what was the impetus and what inspired you to Google like Christian career coach and say like, uh, I would love some supplemental help here. Yeah. So that was my wife, as always, all the best things in my life uh, come from my wife and all of her ideas. Um, I, for probably two years, wanted to make a career change and just didn't have the motivation or the energy to do it. I had seen a lot of my friends walk that road, even in, even with like a professional badass career on their resume. And it was just miserable. Like everyone just you know, complained and moaned and whined and just were just, it just sounded miserable, to be honest. And, you know, my wife being a corporate recruiter, she, all she does all day is interview people and, and hire people. And I worked remotely just like she did. So I worked four or five feet away from her some of the time and would get like tiny glimpses of the conversations that she's having with clients when I'm walking in now the bedroom or whatever. And that sounded terrible. Like getting an interview just sounded terrible. And so it just didn't help to, 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 see it from like a bird's eye view and it looked terrible and then hear it from a bird's eye view and it sounded terrible and then so literally my wife was like I can't take any more of your like self-pity in this corner of being a little old you know $27,000 worth videographer person you need you need to do something like you need to start looking for a job tomorrow and I was like fine I'll do it and then I did it for two weeks and it was terrible it was exactly what I expected and I was like babe this sucks like I don't want to do this like you find me a job and she's like no I I'm all my time is spent making money for our family I can't find you a job as well she's like what I'm gonna find you is a career coach and so she googled like Christian career coaches and you were the first thing that popped up and she clicked on it she's like done I found it like email her right now. And I was like, yes, ma'am, I will. Um, And so I did. And our first conversation was lovely. And I was like, okay, great, done. If I can have somebody else help me with this that isn't married to me, this is going to be a life changer. Yeah, I love how... Uh, the different concerns that I hear, you know, they're varied. Sometimes people just reference like, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of applications and I didn't hear back. Uh, and so there's some technical competencies that I'm going to help with them with. But I like how you acknowledged the real struggle that most people don't talk about is that job changes are mostly emotional management and they could be really discouraging. And it's easy to just put it off or quit halfway or more likely press on, keep on pressing on, and then just settle for a job you feel okay with mm-hmm. rather than having an outside perspective to say, no, this is a reasonable time frame. It is more than reasonable to expect that you should hold out for this level. And I yeah. kind of see myself as insurance so people don't settle 
for something well, that's yeah, it's lower funny than you say what that because worth. yeah, it's funny you say that because initially when I when we first talked, I was like, honestly, if I could get a job between like 55 and 65, I would be ecstatic. Like because you were like, Oh, what are you shooting for? And I was like, Well, I make almost no money, so any money sounds amazing right now. And I was like, honestly. For me to take a, a less flexible job, just because my old job was flexible in the sense that they didn't care when I worked, I just had to get my work done, mm-hmm. uh, to obviously a more structured professional job that I'm in now, I was like, I need more money to be able to cover the areas that I won't be able to cover, like childcare and other things. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, the number I need is $55,000 for it to be worth it to move from job A to now current job. And you were like, okay, that's cute. That's fine. And that's what we sat at for like a week. And then you came back to, I think our first meeting and you were like, honestly, I think that's a little under the bar of what you should be shooting for. Let's try to shoot for 80 to hundred. And I was like, yeah, this girl's crazy. There's no freaking way that I can hit that, but sure. Why not? Let's just make the career coach happy and go along with her idea. And I did. And here I am much richer than I was two months ago. That's right. I knew it. I knew that that's what you could command in this day and age for the kind of value that you'd be providing in a customer success manager role. So I went, I heard you say 55 to 65. I was like, I mean, it's nice to work with someone with low expectations, yeah. but they don't need to be that low. What are no. some of the key uh, portions or components of our work together that made the biggest difference for uh, accomplishing this goal? Yeah. So I think your first call where you offer, I believe it's the 90 minute session. I mean, it's been a long time since then. So I'm assuming it's still 90 minutes, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's right. So that, that 90 minute session that easily could be a three hour session, which obviously I'm going to protect your time and don't do that. But it would have been very fun if it was three hours. Um, it's so helpful because it, you basically allowed me to verbally regurgitate every single weird thought and weird career pivot and weird career idea and insecurity and double security and whatever it might be out onto a table. And then you're like, okay, that's nice and swept it away. And you're like, now let's start from a clean page and and we process it all. We understand it all. We respect it all, but we move it away. And now we're going to get down to sort of brass tacks, so to speak. And we're going to actually hash out what are areas and avenues you want to go down. You were very helpful in connecting with people to talk to. Like there was definitely a beginning of the, of our conversation where you introduced me to uh, user experience, UX design or whatever that is. And I talked to one of your friends that you had helped get a job in that. And I was jazzed about it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I'm down for this. Like, this is so fun. Like, it sounds like it pays a lot. Let's do it. And then I like spent a week talking with my wife about it. And then I, you know, spent a little bit more time in prayer about it. And I was like, honestly, I I don't think that's entirely where I need to be headed now. I, I kind of want to go back to what we also discussed, which was customer success management. And um, uh, that's where we went. But that initial spot of like, I went from old job to not really knowing what I wanted to do other than customer success. And you brought in another element that allowed me to compare it to. And then when I would compare it to it, I was much more confident, like, yep, CSX or CSM, excuse me, is exactly where I want to head down. Let's just do that. Um, So I would say the very first meeting with you is just pivotal into the direction and momentum that you're going to start going down. And then of course, to get Nick gritty, that, uh, that template sheet that you wrote out that basically gives you every possible way to not have to think about how do I talk to this hiring manager, this recruiter, this person on LinkedIn, and you just plug and play with your personal information. And then you make it your own. Was I mean, I must've, I used and abused that sheet. I must've copy and pasted, tweaked, added, deleted, highlighted, bolded, then recopy pasted like a thousand times. I must've sent out, and it's probably not the most that most of your clients have done because fortunately I, I had a quicker than normal, I would say experience, but 
I don't know. I probably, honest to God, sent out a thousand LinkedIn messages. Yeah, I really I mean, do. Probably. Include, no. Including emails and all, all the yeah. other stuff, like a thousand messages is probably what I sent out or at least exchanged in the course of finding this job. And it's not like I even had like hundreds of offers piling in. I just had so many first interviews and then like wouldn't hear anything back, right? Like I've started my job. I started my job two weeks ago three weeks ago or something like that. And I'm still getting rejection emails and I'm still getting like offers to interview me from things I applied to and messaged three months ago, two months ago, yeah. even four months ago, which is really annoying because y'all need to get quicker on, on your, your response rates. But anyway, as I digress, it's, it's, it, it, it's so helpful to have that weight because I, I, even for the two weeks before I hired you, I just stared at my computer being like, hi, my name's Alex. I want a job. P.S. Please hire me. My phone yeah. number is this. Call me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I literally didn't know what to exactly. say. It's such an unnatural human engagement platform of like, you're talking to a stranger to solicit a job from them. It's so weird. Like, it's it feels so slimy. But I learned that it's not. And it's very relatable. It's a very human experience. You just have to take that dive into the the, the depth of human engagement and human interaction and human authenticity and actually make something out of it. But yeah, that, that was a huge blocker for me initially that you solved. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad because even it's so funny. I think people who know me in my personal life, like people at church and whatever, I think they get the wrong impression of, oh yeah, okay, this quirky girl, Kelsey, she's a career coach. Okay. Oh, you know who you should talk to? You should talk to, uh, you should talk to my son. He's a mess. He doesn't, he's like in college and he doesn't know what to do. I'm like, mm, actually, I am very grateful. I really, all the people I work with like you are so sharp so like natural high performers and you just want a strategic career partner to make sure that you're making the most out of applying your talents to the workforce getting a lot of a sense of reward and then also a financial reward from that in a trajectory that you're excited about and yet even though i'm working with all these high performers i think everybody relates to pitching yourself and job search is a skill that is separate from you already having to develop all the skills that will allow you to be an exceptional professional in your job. So that's why I think it's going to be more popular to outsource this kind of help and why I'm really excited and why I've just nailed down all of those email templates for you so that you can send out mm -hmm. a thousand emails and it doesn't have to feel like it takes a thousand hours because you're rewriting a lot at the same time or wondering, is this the most impactful way that I could present myself? And also what you said about still getting months later mm -hmm. <laughs> notices rolling in of, oh, hey, yeah, thanks for applying. And all that time ago, can you come in for an interview? One thing that I just want to alert people to is I think that there's this huge misconception of how long it actually takes to get a job, not in terms of your effort, but according to common recruiting timelines of companies. Most people I come across, and I have hundreds of initial conversations, those introductory calls with potential clients, and I commonly hear people say, I'm just kind of thinking, I'm, I'm in the thinking phase, trying to decide what I want to do next, but I definitely do want a new job in the next one to three months. And that's 
wildly unrealistic if they're only going to start applying a month before they want a job because most uh, on average, it's only about 40% of, um, according to an article that I saw published recently on this, only about 40% of recruiting cycles last a month. And that's once you hear back from the recruiter. Right. And so anyway, I love how you're bringing some reality to this situation, but actually what you were sharing of, oh, I bet other clients do this way faster. You achieved, you landed your dream job within four months. That is average. Usually three to four months is average when you're working as hard as you are. And um, so I applaud you on that. What are some other things that you're taking away from this really empowering job pivot that you've had. Uh, I know that in the past, you've told me about your professional confidence and that being such a big deal in applying to more than just uh, your perception of jobs available to you now. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I had made a, a note of the professional confidence aspect too. So as a human being, I definitely don't struggle with confidence. I definitely, my, my sin struggle is probably vanity. I think very highly of myself until it came to thinking of myself as a professional in the corporate workspace. And I was like, oh, I have no business being here <laughs> at all. Like I'm an amazing human being. And like, if you want a delicious meal or a cocktail or anything like that, sign me up. But um, in terms of like the professional nature of what I felt like I could offer, I was very insecure about it. And I felt very much like an imposter. You know, we talked about the imposter syndrome. I very much felt that way. Um, and it only took maybe a hundred rejection of rejections from different companies to be like, honestly, I can do this. Like there were so many times that I had first or second interviews where they kind of went over the job description. I got to speak to how I'd be able to fulfill that. And then I, I left that conversation and be like, oh, I nailed it. Like, I definitely can do this job that they're hiring for. I definitely have the ability to do this. I definitely have the desire to do this. There's no reason to think that I couldn't do this. And then they rejected me. And I was like, okay, well, on to the next possibility. And so having that process, it's almost like the dating game, right? You get dumped enough. You kind of start just coming up a little bit of that self-love and you're like, I'll find the right one eventually. And, and you do. Um, and it definitely takes a lot of no's until you find the right yes, um, at least for me. But I also had a couple of, of yeses that were still pending when I took this job, right? Like there were jobs that were paying 100 or 120 that moved me on to like another round. I don't think it was, it wasn't the final round, but moved me on to the, another round. And I just decided at the end of the day that the clear mix fit every aspect of what I wanted. Um, you know, that the initial salary offering was lower than, than what I'm currently making. And you obviously helped me negotiate higher and they gave me higher and then some, and it was just mm -hmm. such a wonderful experience to have the confidence to say, I know what I'm worth. I know what I deserve and I know what I want. So I'm going to go get that. And obviously coming from a foundation of that, whether I die at ClearMix or work at 400 other companies after this, I will be confident in whatever decision I make, right? Staying where I'm at for 20 years, hustling and jumping around to different companies. I know that I, I know enough now and believe in myself enough to be able to make a good educated decision, regardless of the direction that I go in. Amen. Man, we, Preach. again, all cheering for you. The crowd <laughs> is going crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love how you acknowledge like, hey, in real life, I'm a totally confident person. And I think I'm great and all this stuff. And you are. But there's something about the job search that will just 
take it from you. A little humming and fast. So yep. I no one like I went. Um, I was a speaker at this event earlier this year, and I was one of the only females, and I was one of the youngest people in general to speak. And the four older men who spoke before me all chose to make their speech about admitting that they had imposter syndrome. And I thought, can we just all say that we all have it all the time? So can we just, what is that like double negative, cancel it out and pretend like this is just, you proceed anyway yeah, and it's okay. A hundred percent. I would love to hear from you. What were some of your hesitations that almost stopped you from going for working uh, with a career coach like me? Yeah, man, hesitations. I mean, one hesitation was that I was terrified that if I failed while working with you, that I'd just be SOL and have absolutely no hopes to ever leave this tiny dying job that I had four months ago, which obviously is ridiculous to think about because, you know, if you want to be better at golfing, what are you going to go do? You're going to go hire a golfing teacher or coach or whatever the, those people are called to help you get better, right? You want to get stronger, you go to a gym and get a personal trainer, right? So regardless of what your outcome is in terms of timeline. If you hire someone who's an expert, you're certainly never going to be where you were when you first started at the finish line or at a month in or at four months in or whatever it may be. So that was something that I quickly like got myself out of. Uh, another thing was the the price. I yeah. making $27,000. I was like, this is a lot of money. Like this is a lot of money to put towards something that I like, there is no 100% guarantee, right? There's certainly a wildly high guarantee, but there's not a 100% guarantee. And so I talked about that with my wife and, and my wife is the most incredible human being in the world. And she never stresses about anything, especially about money. And so she was like, honestly, like you pay the money, you get the job, the job pays for the money that you just spent. <laughs> and she was right. Like my raise that I just got my first paycheck yesterday and I couldn't stop smiling when I looked at it. <laughs> I, if in one month, wait, let me do the math. Cause I, I did this. I want to make sure. Three, three weeks of working at my current job compared to my old job pays for what I paid you. And so that's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like three weeks, I paid it back. So I'm, I'm finished my third week. So now everything else is money in the bank, basically. So it, it it's literally the greatest investment you could possibly make. I mean, there's no other return on investment where you give X amount of money to something and three weeks later, you make it back. And then you keep making that every three weeks there on after. So well done. You're yeah. the most lucrative investment I've ever heard of. Wow, I can't wait to go tell my dad that because he's a financial advisor. I'll be like, return on this, look at that. Yeah. Uh, because seriously, and I so appreciate your and Julia's mindset, your wife, other podcast guests also, she mm -hmm. had a great episode uh, that we did together. But um, it's, I truly, I, sometimes I think that people just throw around the term, like, especially in our new agey, treat yourself kind of world, like, Oh, I, I invested in this nice purse because it makes me feel really good about yourself. And I'm like, girl, that purse gave you no dollars back. That's not mm -hmm. technically an investment. And sure, like there's emotional ROI out the wazoo on having a, um, a partner there to keep you accountable to the process when you get really discouraged or you get 
get one more rejection. And honestly, you just need somebody to cry with mm-hmm. and to rem- and also someone to remind you that stay the course and it will be okay. I've never had someone who has put in all the work that I recommended who did not get a job and feel like you're feeling. And so, and the fact that, oh, I think I did the math on like your salary leap. And I was like, oh, that's like 13 times higher than the cost of coaching is. Yeah. So that I am so happy for you. And what are, uh, to someone, what was, be something you'd say to someone who is uh, maybe experiencing some of those concerns or uh, other concerns you might imagine that are keeping them on the fence. Um, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I got the pleasure of filling out your uh, closing client survey and I'm really, I'm not one for words. Like I like to talk, but I, I, I don't necessarily have the most eloquent or beautiful way of delivering things. And the way that I kind of- That's a lie from with, the devil. <laughs> so the way, the way that I kind of came up with how I would recommend you to someone, I actually wrote it down. I'm going to like kind of read it. And I know it's not going to sound as authentic that if I just delivered it, but it's so good that I just have to read it. So I'm just going to read it. I think you do. I'll like dub over some beats maybe to just back it up. That's great. That's great. So I was like, so here's my way of explaining what Kelsey does. You're in, you're on the bank of a wide, deep raging river and your dream job is on the other side of the river. Kelsey's the boat and the guide to make sure you get across the river and ultimately grab that job on the other side. You could try doing it yourself and swimming. Yeah, but you'd likely drown. Could you try and build your own boat? Sure, but you'd probably end up sinking before you got to the other shore. Could you hire a different boat and captain? Absolutely. But in my vast research and calls trying to find a captain, there's no one better, no one more prepared, and no one more personally invested in your individual career journey. Simply put, I would not have the job I currently have, nor the bright career career path in front of me without Kelsey. So that is what I would say. Right. Oh my gosh, Alex, that is so generous. And you are the easiest person to cheer for. It has been such an honor to support you throughout this whole journey. And just like you and I were saying before we started recording, I'm genuinely sad that our calls, our formal calls have come to an end now. That's always like a, a little break. When I, finally, when I finally bring the quarter of a million dollar a year salary, I'll just buy your time and we can just hang out. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To get an even more meaningful head start into your calling, head to thecalledcareer.com, where my fellow career coach Audrey and I have created a whole suite of free resources and tools to help you get clear and get a job today. For those who are definitely ready to land a job or start a business in the next six to 12 months, we're here to help you biblically and practically discern your calling through coaching, reflection, and deep market research. Identify the job that's aligned with it. Even if you currently have no idea what you want, rebrand your resume and LinkedIn to translate your background to appeal to your future boss. P.S. We take this off your plate and do this for you. Also, we'll teach you how to land referrals and get attention from leadership through networking. Again, if that makes you nervous, we have these emails and LinkedIn messages literally written for you so you don't have to sweat. We're also here to give you unlimited interview practice so you're prepared to address every elephant in the room and knock selling yourself out of the park. Then we'll round out with helping you negotiate your salary so you land thousands more. 
Just so you know, recent clients have gotten eight to $50,000 salary increases, even though they were totally non-traditional candidates. That's because we specialize in helping non-traditional career pivoters land jobs they're ecstatic to serve in. It takes work, but we're here to see you through until the end when we're celebrating that day that you send me an email in all caps and you say, Kelsey, I got the job. Then you could be on the podcast, but I'll be here until then keeping you accountable and encouraged by meeting with you literally until you land the job you want. Even if that's up to six months from now within our program, apply to join at thecalledcareer.com and I'll see you next week here at answer the call. Bye for now.